This week on Break It to Make It. So many entrepreneurs, they're like, no, I'm the only one that can do it. I'm the only one that knows how. It's me. They need me. So many of us do that, right? Um, but I hate to break it to you. Like, your business is not special. And most of the time, you can outsource like 90% of what you do. Uh, but you've got to have systems in place for it. Welcome back to Break It To Make It, where we meet people who've thrown out the rule book, failed forwards, or taken the road less traveled to come out on top. Are you always busy, but then struggle to point to what you've been able to achieve? After an incredibly busy day, do you just fall over, exhausted, look back in dismay because you've churned all day, running from one task to the next to the next, but you have nothing to show for it? Well, what if it was all your own fault? What if there were some hacks that you could use to reclaim your productivity? Well, that's what we're doing today. Today's guest is going to help us shine some light on the evil time vampires and share her ideas on how we can help to tame them. She's a former event planner turned professional organizer, and she now spends her time as a minimalist business strategist and productivity coach. She helps people just like you build businesses without burnout. She's a proud mom of twins, lover of charcuterie boards, and a board game connoisseur. Welcome to the show, Brittany Dixon. Hello. Hi. I'm so excited to have you on the show because I, I can really relate to some of these feelings. I feel like I'm always back and forth, back and forth. And uh, some days I just fall into bed going, wow, what did I even do today? I'm tired, <laughs> but why? And um, we always hear, it's, and it's not uncommon, many people relate to this. We hear people say, well, you've got to work smarter, not harder. Yeah. But what does that even mean? Yeah, this is one of my favorite things. So I really feel like the true end goal of productivity is to create impact and meaning and fulfillment, right? So we all want to be productive and we want to do it on purpose. We don't just want to be doing things and checking things off a list. Like we're trying to meet goals. We're trying to fulfill our lives, our clients' lives, our families' lives. And um, I think that there's this like busy badge of honor that's going on right now. Everyone's like, oh, I'm so busy. I'm so busy. And I'm like, great. But like, are you actually getting stuff done? Are you actually meeting your goals? Are you actually hitting these things that you want to do? And I think when we say work smarter, not harder, it's really just being more efficient with what we're doing so that we're not wasting time and energy because we want to use that time and energy to be able to hang out with our family, play board games, do fun things, fulfill and support our clients, right? And I feel like a lot of times people are just back in this checklist. They're like, oh, I've got all these things to do. And I'm like, but none of those things are moving you forward. So we really need to just be more efficient with our time and how we're getting things done and making sure we're working on the right things. And I think that's one of the biggest things that entrepreneurs struggle with because we are acting as like 14 different people as one. <laughs> so it can get really easy to get wrapped up in that, uh, but really stepping back and making sure that we're being the most efficient. Talking about entrepreneurs, you say something that I really personally enjoy, and I'm probably guilty of this myself, which is people often don't start businesses because they want to run a business. They do it because they're following a passion or something. Can you talk a little bit more about that? 
Yeah, a thousand percent. Um, this I think is huge. Most entrepreneurs started a business because they're really good at a thing. And someone along the way has told them that they're able to monetize that and they're able to help people and they can make a huge impact. And while that's great, um, we can't just do the thing that we started the business for, right? Like we have to do all of these other things in the background to make this business run. And I, a perfect example, I have a client, he's a dentist and he's like, I went to dental school. I didn't go to business school, right? <laughs> like I didn't go to business school. I don't know what I'm doing, but in order to be a dentist and have my own practice, I really have to do all of these business things. And I think especially for solopreneurs, even if you don't have a team, it gets really, really hard because you're good at the thing. But in order to be able to do that more, you have to do the accounting and you have to do the bookkeeping and the finances and um, hiring people if you have a team and the marketing, the social media, like the list just keeps going on and on, right? Like we're wearing 17 different hats and we're really only great at like two of those things. <laughs> Everything else, we're just kind of winging it. Um, so I think that so many entrepreneurs run into issues because they either don't outsource, they don't create systems to make that faster and easier. Um, and then they get stuck in that side of things and they're spending way less time doing what they even started the business for. So I think a lot of entrepreneurs fall into that trap for sure. You just mentioned two things, outsourcing, Mm -hmm. and systems. So I know a lot of entrepreneurs and, and many people who they get really trapped in this uh, working in the business, then they get overwhelmed through everything that it takes to work on the business. Mm -hmm. And then they take a nosedive straight towards burnout. Yep. Can you talk <laughs> a little bit about outsourcing yeah, and systems? For sure. Um, so we actually, we use the BCO method for everything. So business development, client services, and operations. Uh, all businesses have these three buckets. And typically, just like we were talking about, we're good at the client bucket. We're good at handling what we are doing. But the business development to grow the business and the operations to run the business, we're typically falling short on. So um, I think from a outsourcing standpoint, people try to outsource first before they put systems in place. And that's where I see a lot of entrepreneurs running into problems because as the business owner, you have to at least know how to do the things and what system you're going to use to do the things to be able to pass it off efficiently. Because if you hand someone something with no system, something that you don't know what's going on or how to do it, it's kind of a recipe for disaster. So I always tell people that they need to come to me before they bring on a VA because we've got to have those systems, those structures in place for the marketing, the sales, the social media, the operations, the financial side, right? And even from the client standpoint, um, you're really good at the client stuff, but we need systems for client stuff as well. We need client fulfillment systems. We need proposals, contracts, payments, and that all needs to be really streamlined. Um, so I really think systems needs to come before outsourcing, but you've got to start outsourcing once you get to that point, because you are not meant to do everything in your business. That's such a great point. You are not meant to do everything in your business. Yeah. And there's a, I guess there's a psychological uh, and personal feeling approach to this too, that you must have to encounter a, a little bit of being like a counselor 
because many entrepreneurs are guilty of just not wanting to let go. How yes. often? How often? How often does that cross your desk? Oh yeah, it's a control thing um, for sure. I think that so many entrepreneurs they're like, no, I'm the only one that can do it. I'm the only one that knows how. It's me. They need me. So many of us do that, right? Um, but I hate to break it to you, like your business is not special, and most of the time you can outsource like ninety percent of what you do. Uh, but you've got to have systems in place for it, right? Because if you can't put that into a very checklist, like step one through fifty-seven kind of format, no one's going to be able to follow that. But if you spend the time to create that process, to create that checklist, then you can pass it off to people. You can give them training videos. They can do it exactly like you want them to, as long as you hire the right people. So um, I feel like the piece of that, like if you've got that stuff in place, it's so much easier to let go of control because you know they're going to do it in the way that you want them to do it, right? So that definitely comes up. I have a lot of, and myself included, I am very prone to this because I'm like, oh, I just wanna, I'm gonna just do it. Then I'm like, no, my time is better spent serving the clients, someone else can do the operations side, right? So you've gotta let go of some of that control so that you're able to actually serve your clients in a higher way. Now, if you really want to be in control, I think there's no better place to start than being in control of yourself. And so let's spend a little bit of time talking about time vampires, these things that accidentally thwart uh, (laughs) our journey towards our ultimate goal. Can you tell us a little bit about your top five or top number of time sucks that you see people falling into, these little traps that we're accidentally setting for ourselves and how to overcome them? For sure. Um, So high level searching for information, not time blocking, uh, task tab switching, notifications and social media. Uh, Those are by far probably the top things I see people wasting so much time on. Um, Searching for information. There's actually a study out there, the International Data Corporation. They say that we spend 12 and a half hours a week searching for information. Twelve and a half hours a week, absolutely crazy. But if you think about it, that is Zoom links and emails and messages and PDFs and images and color codes and like the list just goes on and on and on. And if you don't have really great digital organization systems to keep that stuff in place, you are going to search for things. So if it takes you longer than 30 seconds to search for something, you're probably one that falls into the trap of 12 and a half hours a week of searching for information. And I don't know about you, but if I was serving clients for 12 and a half hours a week instead of searching for information, I feel like I can make a bigger impact and way more revenue than wasting my time doing that. So um, I think that is one of the biggest things that I can put processes in place for people all day long, but if you don't have an organized digital workspace where you can find things, it's not gonna help. So. And, uh, you know, one tip, and I know you used to be a professional organizer, and we yeah. talked about this before. One of my friends is also a professional organizer, and one of the great tips she always gave me, it has it has to do with my house, but I think it can absolutely be applied to everything that we do, is put it away immediately. Yes, and so I if you receive that. something via email that you know you're going to need later, it's a copy of an invoice, upload it immediately. into your financial management system. Would you agree? Yeah, for sure. And it's actually funny. I actually used an acronym when I was doing professional organizing and it relates because I live in Ohio. Um, So it's only handle it once, right? So if you have something in your inbox and you know it needs to be filed away, 
just open it and file it away. Don't just open it and leave it there because it's going to clutter up your inbox and give you stress. Um, but if you see it and you have a system that you can super easily put things away, it's so much easier than just leaving it there. And it definitely applies to clutter in your house too. So that's so great. And so ladies and gentlemen, the recommendation is if don't stop looking for things, just yeah. put it in its place. So you know where it's going to be. And the next one that you said is time block. What's time blocking? Yeah. So I think a lot of productivity people talk about time blocking, right? And it's block off your time and work on different things during that time frame and make sure you put time blocks in for everything. And I love time blocking, but I do it in a much different way. So um, you'll hear me keep going back to this, but the BCO method, uh, we actually time block in this way as well. I think too often when people time block, they're way too specific with what they're supposed to be doing during that time block. So they're like, I need to work on this person's project, this client work during these this half hour, right? Then the next half hour, you're like, I'm going to do my bookkeeping and accounting. And the next hour, you're like, oh, I'm going to go put some social media posts, right? I think if you're so specific it makes it hard to follow because life happens, right? So we actually time block in the buckets instead because I feel like if you're going from bookkeeping to um, your social media, to client work, back to social media, back to numbers, like those are three different parts of your brain. And every time you switch those things, like you have to completely reset. So uh, for me, I actually block the first half of Monday for the B bucket for business development. And I only do things that are growth related, but I don't limit myself to what those are. So I'm like, oh, if I need to do social media posts, I'll do that. If I need to write an email, I'll do that. But I leave that block open and it's not super restrictive. Same thing with client work and operations type of things. Um, but I think time blocking is so big because you've got to have that time blocked off and planned out for. I, li I like how you bucket them. Yeah. And I think this is and something you said is a really nice segue which is something might be related, but it uses a different part of your brain. And so there's a real impact, which brings us to your third point, which is yeah. around <laughs> task switching. And so what is task switching? How does it uh, affect us? Yeah. So task switching, and I almost kind of relate this. I don't know if any of you have ever had like 37 tabs open on one Chrome window and then like 37 more on another Chrome window, right? and you've got to switch back and forth and find the things. Again, going back to searching for information. Um, so task switching really is just going from one thing to another to another and bouncing back and forth. And while you can do that to some degree, when you're switching complete parts of the brain that you're trying to work on, like creative versus operations, your brain has to completely reset, right? So um, I think there's a study out there that says it basically takes 23 minutes to reset your focus every time you task switch, which again is absolutely bonkers, right? Because if you think about all the tabs we're flipping through, how much focus we're losing. Um, so I really just feel like if people could stick to one specific thing and see it completely through, then move to the next thing, we would get things done so much faster. That makes so much sense. And what about getting interrupted. So I'm fortunate enough that I work in an environment with a bunch of other amazing people and I am easy to contact. I get emails, chats, text messages, <laughs> phone calls, sometimes simultaneously. Mm -hmm. And I feel like every electronic item that I have 
is buzzing and giving me a notification. Can you talk a little bit about notifications, their impact and how we can tame those? Oh, for sure. This is one of the biggest things. And all of these are very like small, tiny tweaks for the most part. Um, But I feel like notifications is one of those small tweaks that makes the biggest impact, right? So um, for me, I actually turned off all notifications on my phone for social media, email, my task management tool. Really all I have is phone calls and texts. And from a business perspective, I don't get a ton of those. It's more personal. Um, But what I noticed as soon as I did that and those little red dots didn't live all over my phone, that I wasn't constantly checking it. Now, if I go to my phone and click on Facebook, those notifications are still there, right? They didn't go away. (laughs) It's just not showing me in my face that I have 27 things on Facebook, right? So I feel like even just that like visual reminder and like all of these red dots on your phone or all of these open tabs on your computer, every time you see that you're curious and you want to see what it is. So you click on it. Every time you switch tasks, you lose 23 minutes it's a whole cycle, right? So turn off the notifications and I'm telling you, you'll see an increase in productivity for sure. And stop checking your email all day long. (laughs) Those are really good tips. And you mentioned one of the ultimate time sucks, which I think is our final point, which is social media. There are a lot (laughs) of really strong opinions around social media, just overall the participation in it but for many of us social media is a reality and a core growth engine for our business and so we're not just on there for personal time but sometimes you get on there for business reasons um, and then you just might scroll for a while so can you yeah. talk to us a little bit about social media and any oh hints tips or tricks you have on how to take control of ourselves when we get on the interwebs Yeah, for sure. And this, I think, is so hard, especially for business owners that run a business on social media, right? Because there's such this mix between business and personal. Um, So I think it kind of goes back to the time blocking, right? So if you're in that business development time block and it tells you to go do some social media things, you just you do have to be disciplined, right? Like it is a habit that you've got to build. Um, But a lot of times what I'll do is I will go in and I'll set a timer. I'm like, I'm going to be in here for 30 minutes. I'm going to answer messages. I'm going to check in on people. I'm going to like, comment, engage, whatever that looks like. And during work time, I try to stick to that. Now, does that happen every day? Absolutely not. I'm human and I just keep scrolling, right? I'm like, oh, I really don't want to do that project. So we're just going to look at some more social media. Um, But first, if you have the notifications turned off, it's going to, if you're busy, it's going to be harder for you to like get distracted by that unless you click on it. Um, And then once you're in there, if you're setting timers for yourself and you know that you're going in for a specific reason, it's a lot easier to be like, okay, going in 30 minutes, got to get this done. And sometimes you may need to like reward yourself, right? Like if I stay off of social media, then I can be on it in the evening time or I can go do it later. But during business hours, you've got to be strict. And it is a habit that you've kind of got to build. But, oh man, the number of times I've went down the social media rabbit hole and like just kept scrolling. (laughs) It is a productivity killer for sure. One of the things that I'm hearing, especially between these two last two points about notifications and social media For me, I'm thinking about just as a human and how you get approached, bothered, that kind of thing. If I think about notifications, text call, all that kind of thing when I'm trying to focus, it's like somebody's tapping me on the shoulder. Yeah. (laughs) 
hey, hey, hey. And yeah. I feel like if I have that, it, it creates stress. It creates yes. stress. We live in this world of immediacy and you talked about that hustle culture, but you feel like you're needed by so many different people and you can't split into yeah. 100 people. So depending on what type of person you are, that can cause a reaction, emotions, sure. feelings. And I already think, you know, the notifications, such a genius move because it can take away that tap, 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 tap on the shoulder, yeah. hey, 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 hey. But if you do things like set timers, you get the right type of tap on the shoulder. When you do, when you're heading in a certain direction, it'll give you a little reminder of like, ding, 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 ding. Your, yeah. your time is now up. And I would think you're less likely to ignore the other things. So um, there's sometimes when there's so many notifications going off, I find that I accidentally miss the ones that I really need. Like yeah. my phone has 20 things on it, but what I really needed was the one thing that said, you have a meeting starting in 15 right. minutes. <laughs> um, and I've definitely been guilty of that showing for up. Sure, late. Sure. They that- actually, they even have, oh, I don't remember what it's called. I think it's called Focus Street. They have apps to block you from social media because they're, this is a thing, right? Like this is a problem for so many people, um, especially business owners, because again, we're immersed into this online space, right? So then we see more business coaches and people offering things and buying things and like information overload. And um, it doesn't help with confidence either if you're a new person, right? Like then it start you start getting in this comparison spiral and like all of these things. So they actually have apps to help you stay focused. They have timer apps that you can install in your Google Chrome extension. They have focused apps where you can say on Monday through Friday from eight to four, I don't want social media and I don't want to look at it right now that I don't know if I would go like all in at first, I would probably do like little bits at a time. We don't want to go through withdrawal, but uh, they have apps like that because it's such a thing and it's like information overload. But when you turn that off, I'm telling you the stress level goes down because you've got boundaries in place and you don't feel like it's like, mom, 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 tapping on your shoulder, like you said, right? <laughs> it's the same thing in business. And if you've got those boundaries in place, the stress levels go down, the anxiety levels go down and your productivity goes up. (laughs) And for anybody who's listening, uh, I feel like it's important to mention that just because something is simple doesn't mean that it's easy. Yes. This sort of implementation, these processes, and to Brittany's point, you've got to step in, go at your own pace. And it's a muscle as well. When you start to use these tools and systems and that kind of thing, you need to practice and you need to make it a part of your ritual and your method and that kind of thing. And so if you had to encourage people, Brittany, sort of as we get to the end of this, people who are like, you know what, these time (laughs) vampires, I've had enough. That's it. Today's the day. I'm, I'm going the BCO method. This is it. If you had to encourage people to make one meaningful or or impactful, as you say, change today, what would it be? Organize your digital workspace. Even my highest paid clients that need processes and implementation and automation and like systems like crazy, it still comes back to organizing their digital workspace. And that's really, it's going to include your email, your files, that sort of thing. And it's not going to happen overnight, but set a timer for 30 minutes a day and go in your email, 
clean it out, delete things, um, unsubscribe from things. Oh man, that feels great. <laughs> um, clearing off your desktop, right? Like if you've got files or images on your desktop, clearing that, that off and really just starting to chip away at that because that is the biggest time suck out of all of them, because even social media is information, right? So if you have a system in place for that and a system for all the stuff that's coming in and it's organized, maybe in the BCO method, <laughs> um, it's going to be so much more efficient to file things away, get them off your plate and just feel so much more organized and less stressed. I totally agree with that. And love it as a method yeah it's and it's a skill method. it's a skill it's like a skill. you had said it's a muscle right like everyone's like oh you're type a i could never be that organized like i can never get there and while i have those tendencies and i was like a weird 16 year old with like color-coded binders like yes that's me it's absolutely a skill that can be learned it's absolutely a muscle that you can put in place and the more you do it the easier it becomes <laughs> and i think one thing that's important to mention is there are simple, again, not necessarily easy, but there are little things that are already built in. Think about lots of the productivity tools. You know, I'm a fan of certain brands, but I'm not going to mention them here today. <laughs> but no matter no matter what your desktop productivity tools are that you use or your uh, financial accounting program, they all have stuff built into them. Yeah. And so by partnering with somebody like you, you can teach them about things like how to create automated rules for their inbox? How do they get the most out of what they're doing? And sometimes just that one simple thing that you being able to shine a light on it and say, oh, if you do this one thing, it could literally save them hours a week yep. and completely revolutionize the way that they do things. So I think that that's amazing. For those of you who are listening, that's the one final thing. If you want to get started today, start with organizing your digital workspace. What are the things that you need to access most often. Make sure that they're right at the tip of your fingers. Make sure you know where they are and how to access them quickly and efficiently. If you'd like to learn more about Brittany and her proven systems to tame these terrible time vampires, check her out on Instagram at brittanyandco.consulting or head over to her website or find her on LinkedIn. You will be very thankful that you did. Thank you so much, Brittany, for joining us today and sharing some of these amazing productivity tips. Yes. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you, everybody. Join us back again next week where we meet another amazing guest. If you'd like to be featured on the show, don't forget to come and reach out to us and we'll see you again for another episode of Break It to Make It. <laughs>